newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. You heard them. Use promo code POWERSLAM now. Are you that wrestling fan looking for that perfect television package to meet your needs? Well, Real Aid Media has the perfect option for you. With the Wrestling Box promo, you pay for the box for $199.95. After that, you're only paying $29.95 per month with no contracts and no obligations. Real Aid Media also provides marketing services operating in five countries. To book an appointment or to get your wrestling package, go to S-T-E-V-E-N. B-E-N-Z-E-L-O-C-K dot bookify dot com. That's Stephen Benzelock at bookify dot com. Check it out. Real Aid Media providing great wrestling content for a cheap price. All I ever wanted was an opportunity. I want Jordan Garber now to beat something. I want us to have more providers. I want us to have more sponsors. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to go through hell. I'm going to go on the infamous Northern Death Tour and drive across these lakes. Drive across these exact lakes and become a man and make Jordan Garber now a contender once again. And yeah, of course, reach headlines. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jordan Garber now here on anchor.fm backslash Jordan-Garber on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. I have did it. I have completed it. The Northern Death Tour is done. It's such an honor for me to be added to such a great category of great professional wrestlers to have completed this legendary tour. It's unbelievable and overwhelming to just know that I'm on that list. Uh, Jordan Garber now is definitely going to be a great podcast, and we have some of the interviews here with some of the best stars of the Northern Death Tour. But first and foremost, I want to tell you some stories and parts. I'll tell you the stories from the first three shows and the near-death experience, since this is what everyone wants to listen to. So I did tag this into Chris Jericho and Christian and Rhino and Scott Norton on Twitter, and it was a basically a, a picture of our truck that sunk in the ice and was uh, sinking deeper. Now, the ice was cracking along as we were trying to get the truck out, and eventually the RCMP had to save us, and we were in there for an hour and a half. And I just totally remember having flashbacks of good memories of my life and everything, and I, I for some reason, for someone who's afraid of drowning, I was totally calm during the whole process. It was something that was a miracle that we got out of. Thankfully, the RCMP came, like I said, and saved us. But it was it was something else. And it was pretty crazy to do 12 shows 
and eat canned food at the schools and sleep at the schools, so at the same time, build relationships with the talent. And I'm going to be telling you more about that, of course, uh, each and every week. But the first show, I can't say the locations, but the first show was really great. We got a prime rib dinner after at a nice hotel suite, so that was probably one of the nicest stops on the tour was the first one. I remember the dinner being so good and me doing a good job refereeing the first night, so everything was all said and well for that day. Uh, day two, it got a little rougher. Venues changed. Uh, it was a bit of a switch up last minute, so that caused con some confusion, but we overcame. We set up. Uh, we had a good show there, but the conditions were rough. I, there wasn't even a microwave, so it was a lot of uh, noodles for the night, but uh, a great show in a great town. For sure. And uh, in show three, uh, show three was uh, rough as well, but a uh, great crowd overall. A lot of people showed up to this one, and it was a legendary venue that Edge and Christian themselves performed at. All these schools uh, go back to the days when they performed, so it was definitely a piece of wrestling history for the first three days, plus that near-death experience. But I do have an interview here with Lumberjack Larry Woods. He's going to talk about his wrestling career with Monster Pro Wrestling and him encountering the Northern Death Tour, and it's all on Jordan Garber now. Jordan Garber now, back on the Northern Death Tour here, talking to the stars of this infamous and legendary tour, and we are here with none other than Lumberjack Larry Woods. Lumberjack, how you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, and yourself? I'm doing pretty good, I can't complain. We have two shows left, we've been, definitely been pulling through, and we are almost done, the infamous Northern Death Tour, and this is your first one. What does it mean for you to work for such a legendary promoter like Tony Candelo? Um, it's, uh, it's actually pretty neat, actually, just knowing all the history and the stories that, uh, he's been doing this for 20 plus years, right? So, I mean, all the talent that has come his through his way and everything, the stories that that man has, it's just been, uh, it's been quite the honor. So hopefully, you know, for the next 20 years, he'll be able to be, tell other people about, uh, different stories about the lumberjack being, you know, a friggin' jackass and all that, so, know, hopefully he, uh, hopefully we all leave some sort of impression so he'll be able to tell other people, other generations of wrestlers about, you know, this particular tour and everything, so. Absolutely, and history was made on this tour when we were stuck in the ice, and I talked about this earlier in the podcast here. But since this is your first tour and this is a, your first time in a scenario like this, what was going through your mind when uh, the truck got stuck and uh, you kind of thought there, there was no way out? What was going kind of happening through your mind there? With that? Right away, the seatbelt was off and the window was rolled down, just in case I had to freaking get out that window. <laughs> um, I've been on ice roads before, but I mean, not going to lie, scared the living hell out of me, uh, just driving with Bobby Shank and, uh, you know, both of us kind of looked at each other, each other, and basically at the same time kind of said like, yeah, this is absolute garbage, why are we even friggin' doing this, um, and once we got stuck and everything, it was, uh, pretty real, <laughs> get stuck, take a look, we're not sinking anymore, okay, no problem, there's water everywhere, oh boy, how are we going to get out of this one kind of deal, but yeah, not going to lie, uh, pretty freaky, 
pretty freaky. Once we knew we couldn't get the vehicle out, we grabbed our stuff. We abandoned ship, which I've never done in my life before, but just as a precautionary thing because I ain't losing my stuff, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that was history. That was history made on the tour. The last time that happened was about 15 to 20 years ago with Rhino, Christian, and Edge. So it's kind of cool to be added to that kind of list. Maybe the, not maybe a scary list that we didn't want to be added to or what we expected, but it was definitely uh, something really intense and a piece of history. But talk about uh, your MPW training. You know, what massive, and not just massive, what, what Phil LaFon taught you along the way to make you a better worker and competitor. Well, um, when, it comes, when it comes to, you know, both those trainers, they've, they've had uh, plenty of experience around the world and everything. Um, massive being able to go to, uh, you know, WWF, WCW kind of deal, uh, just learning, he still has some secrets, he hasn't taught any of us yet, which is fair, he, every teacher is going to have some sort of uh, secrets and everything, but um, being able to react to a crowd or react to a certain thing on the fly with a crowd, like that's, Massive's pretty, really, really good at that. Uh, learning stuff from Phil, that's just absolutely unbelievable with, uh, you know, being a head trainer in Japan, being in WWF, ECW, uh, Japan, being a, <laughs> being a guy from Montreal, being a head, basically being a gringo in Japan and being a head trainer there, like, that's unreal. And the stuff that he teaches us, too, like... That's the kind of shooter stuff that I really enjoy enjoy learning. I'm a small guy, so someone bigger wants to take me out. Well, okay, show a little Phil Fine uh, charisma right there, and oh, look at that! This little guy took down this giant. Weird. <laughs> Talk about the um, the Alberta wrestling scene and how much it's grown. There's a lot of expansion. There's promotions and every a lot of promotions happening in Alberta. Uh, do you think the scene's evolved uh, and went a long way as of late? Uh, it definitely has. There's a lot more people going to different companies. There's a lot more growth. There's a lot more outside of outside of the MPW, PWA, RCW, and Force. Four promotions in one little city, if you actually kind of think about it. Outside of that... Um, bookings have gotten even more intense like anything outside of Edmonton is by all means kind of free game and so everyone's kind of working with everyone and which is something which is really nice being able to to work someone from all four of the different promotions on a single single show sure it might be uh uh, small town Alberta, but whatever like it's 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 unbelievable it's it's something that I never thought I'd actually get the chance to really see it's something new because everyone's the boys are all working together which is great egos are put aside from what I've seen and it's just let's work let's learn and let's put on some hell of a good shows like that's working different styles as working with MRB uh, working with heavy metal working with um, like, like, uh, working with Zoe, like, it's, Kayla J, like, it, it's, 
there's quite the boom in Alberta, and I'm loving every minute of it. And every different promotion is bringing in someone, someone new almost every show, which is absolutely fantastic. And if it continues like this, well, wrestling will only increase rather than decline. But that's what we all want to see as a business is growth. So there is plenty of growth to happen in Alberta, and I'm excited to be a part of it. You guys are listening to Jordan Garber now. We currently have Lumberjack Larry Woods here on the program, sponsored by Real A Media. You can get your wrestling box package for $199.95, and then after pay a monthly cost of $29.95, you get all the wrestling you want as well. Check out powerslam.tv so you can check out the best independent wrestling on the internet for only $7.99 a month. If you use promo code Jordan Garber now, you get your first two months free. Continuing on with the interview, uh, we're talk about Michael Richard Blaze. He, this guy has been looked at a lot, and this guy is known to be one of the top talents here in Alberta. What's your personal experience working with him? Uh, he hits hard. Holy Jesus, he ever hit hard. He hit me so hard. Uh, he, he hit me so hard with an apron kick that my shoulder was bruised and the bruise went down to about halfway halfway down my bicep. I had that thing for two weeks. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> the harder you hit me, though, man, just the better it's going to be. The better. Um, now, working with... Uh, everyone has their own different style. Every person I've ever worked with has their own different style. And working with... Uh, Working with Michael Richard Blaze has been, uh, it, it, was, it was quite the eye-opener, not going to lie. Just knowing the background of, uh, of, this, of this professional wrestler in Alberta. Um, getting the chance to actually work him in the ring. It, it, it was great. It was quite the eye-opener. I learned a hell of a lot out of that match. And uh, being able to train with him every so often, like it's been... Pretty funny guy. And boy, does he hate, hates wagon wheels. I love it so love much. They're delicious. <laughs> I know, right? Too bad it's a child snack. <laughs> yeah, come on. But, um, yeah, I know the knowledge that's, that that man has. It just, and the, just... Him being able to just tell people to to do stuff, like to, to do like maybe a top rope maneuver that you know you never thought uh, you'd be able to do. The encouragement that he that he actually brings to the table, it's it, it's just that extra push to he has that extra push to push you past your past your potential limits, and yeah, like I know everyone has that. But I, just with him, it's it's fantastic. Like, I'm doing I'm doing things here and there that I never thought I'd ever be doing. But he just keeps telling telling me to hey hey come on lumberjack let's see some messed up stuff. Okay, <laughs> let's try. Absolutely, and it is always good to try new things. But there's a certain style that you like to talk about a lot as well, and that's a shoot style of professional wrestling. Kind of share your experiences on that. Um. I haven't actually 
had too much experience with shooting in the ring or, or anything like it. that. Or watching. Um, I know whenever I'm at practice, and Mitch Clark and I, when we're warming up, he's a he's a UF he's a former UFC fighter, and he's got a background in in uh, amateur wrestling and jujitsu. Um, pardon me if I don't recall anything else about his background, but um, <clears throat> roll around on rolling around on the mat with him like it's. Alright, we warm up, we do this, we do that, no problem. But then him and I will just take it to the next level. Now we're trying to best each other. And I can never get... He never lets me win. Not one bit. And it's great. Because that's the competition part. But the only, the only shooter thing I can think about... The only shooter thing that I've done to him, and he's backed off, is he puts me in some sort of hold. He's a feels like he's about to pop my knee out or anything like that. I just... If it's a leg, an arm, whatever, I get a hold of that and I just start biting him. No problem, he lets go real quick. I don't think there's any better shooter hold or shooter thing to do than bite someone, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And throwing that, uh, the whole shoot thing aside and just talk about Mitch Clark as a person, this guy's an accomplished UFC fighter, done a lot of big things here in mixed martial arts, and then transitioning the pro wrestling, whether it's transitioning the pro wrestling to MMA or MMA to pro wrestling, it's definitely a very tough transition. But kind of share your experiences with Mitch overall, besides the fact when he betrayed you um, after stealing the belt you won. But for that, what was kind of uh, some of your memories you had with Mitch Clark, and what else he has he taught you along the way? Um, Mitch Clark, before he betrayed me and all that, we were brothers. Um, we were kind of put as a tag team, and I didn't really realize like what, how far our tag team could have gone or anything like that. But we we, we found success. He is one of the. He's a really good person to work with. He is well was a good person to work with. Um, he's uh, he's very uh, he's he's very humble when it comes to when when it comes to wrestling. Like it, it, it's kind of a surprise too because sometimes some athletes they're not too humble with some of the things that they have. But you know what? He's he's incredibly humble. Uh, he's been super nice. He was super nice to me. Um, a lot of... I, I learned quite a bit from him. Um, the thing that really kind of blew me away about him is he wanted to get away from, like, the MMA-style uh, wrestling persona kind of deal. Because uh, from what I've witnessed in pro wrestling, WWE, like the majors and then even with indie wrestling you see a lot of these MMA guys come in and they just have the same gimmick the same MMA style um, it just doesn't seem like everyone wants growth everyone wants to be better but sometimes it just they just rely on the MMA background where with Mitch yeah that's how he kind of started out but he is full blown professional wrestler now he still has that MMA background, don't get me wrong. He still uses quite a, like, quite a bit of it. But he ha he's adopted more of a professional wrestling style, which is fantastic, which is something that I don't really normally get the chance to see. That guy's doing flips and everything. He's doing her karanas, And I'm like, come on, I can't even do that. And I've been doing this uh, pro wrestling, 
I think, uh, I think a, a year longer than him, a couple months at least. But no, his trend, his transition from from MMA to wrestling has been uh, nothing but great. Like, it, it, great transition, and he just gets it. He gets the business, and it's fantastic. Too bad he's, uh, too bad he hates me. Vice versa. So, yeah, there you go. Well, I think you'll be getting your revenge on Mitch Clark very soon. We we have about two shows left here on this tour. So far, from what I learned as a journalist on this tour, is it's very physically demanding and mentally demanding, but there's only two shows left as of this recording. What is is your strategy to just to get through these last two shows of the big drive on Sunday? Well, I'm not too worried about the big drive. I enjoy driving. I enjoy long trips sometimes. As long as I'm, as long as I'm with you know a good group of people, no problem. That's not that's not too bad at all. Um, next two days, uh, light is at the end of the tumul- tunnel. Um, unfortunately, usually when we talk like that, it's going to be the longest two days. Yeah. I'm excited. Like yeah, I, this experience has been nothing but great. Uh, I'm really glad I did this. I've met a lot of new people. I've made a lot of new friends and just some really good matches here. Um, but I'm really excited to get home. I it's uh, I never realized what kind of uh, conditions we'd be driving in and living in for the neck for the last two and a half weeks. But it's been it's been quite the journey. It's been quite the eye opener, and can't wait to get home. And then hopefully, come next year, I'm invited back for this because this was a hell of a good experience. And I'm hopefully Mr. Candela will uh, bring me back. Hell, maybe I might have a better looking mustache than him. You never know. You never know. And good on you as well, because as a professional wrestler, to be added to this infamous list of people who have completed the death tour is definitely something very gratifying, as not everyone can do this tour, that is for sure. So once again, Lumberjack Larry Woods, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Jordan Garber. Now, is is anything you want to plug, any shows you're coming on in the future as of after March 1st that you want to share with us? Oh my goodness! I gotta take a look at my schedule here now. It's been uh, it's been quite the year so far. Um, well, we have we have uh, oh after March first, we got PPW in Lethbridge on February 29th. I know it, it end of February, no problem. <laughs> uh, CWE in Saskatoon March first. Uh, MPW in Edmonton, Alberta on March 7th. And so far, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Any social media you want to plug out there? Uh, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it will be uh, A underscore bandits 43. Yeah, it sounds a little weird, but... I guess uh, used to be the ass bandit, <laughs> but yeah, it's a underscore bandit b a n d i t forty three, four three. There you go. So excellent. Well, you know what? Thanks for sharing your professional wrestling experience with the world. Here, we do have listeners listening from all over the world. So, thank you very much for taking the time, sir. 
Oh, well, thank you very much for having me on this. Absolutely. Well, that was none other than Lumberjack Larry Woods here on Jordan Garber Now. Remember, you can get your vehicle at the best price here. Just be sure to contact Jordan Garber Now on Twitter, and we'll find you that perfect vehicle package. Thank you to Real Aid Media as well for this interview, as well as Powerslam.tv. For myself, Jordan Garber Now, you guys have yourself a great night. And that was a great interview that I did with Larry Woods. We are really tired. You know, the, there were three more shows left, I believe, and we were both exhausted. But we went through the interview, and I'm glad we were able to get it done. And uh, there's definitely more great interviews to come with the stars of the Northern Death Tour here on Jordan Garber Now. a lot of wrestlers here on Jordan Garber now, but there's also a lot of other people that make these, uh, the Northern Death Tour a big thing. Every little thing involves calculation and precision. And there's one guy that Tony Candelo has a very good friendship and relationship with and this guy is named Henry. He is the guy who helps out the merchandise stand and makes sure everything is in order and up to date on a consistent basis. Henry, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. So basically, you've done the, you've known Tony for quite a long time, and you've done these tours for quite a while, maybe a few times now. What are some of the biggest challenges on a day-to-day basis uh, involving making sure an operation is successful like this? Because if, if I if I don't do my job properly or not, and then he'll 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 tell me directly, you're this ain't done, that ain't done. But everything he tells me, I gotta listen to him and do whatever is like from my job I have to do and I have to do it because there's there's a lot a lot of the wrestlers depend on it and, and the safety and that and I gotta look after a, a lot of stuff a lot man like my, my day my day like to work it's about 18 19 hours a day I work right as soon as I wake up I'm working and daytime I'm working nighttime I'm working until I go to bed that's a long day for me, man. I take the work like a two, two, three people. But, but I like it. I like it. So it keeps me really busy. This tour is known for its roughest conditions. There's not one wrestling tour that anyone in the world can name that is more intense than this one. However, going to Aboriginal communities and Indigenous communities, does that give you a lot of pride being an Indigenous person yourself? I get a lot of respect there because all the all the native people are where we go. Like I'm native myself, and I get a lot of respect. And they they look at they look at me. Oh yeah, there's this native. He's working for Tony, the the boss man. He's his right hand man. So they they those people give me respect. Awesome. Well, you know what? I want to thank you, Henry, for everything you've contributed to and making this tour what it is today. And I look forward to seeing you on more tours, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, see you next year, there, buddy. Hey you, yes you, are you looking for that car deal to meet your needs? Are you looking for that perfect family vehicle and that perfect accessibility but for a decent price? Well Jordan Garber now has teamed up with some of the top 
local dealers here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and can provide you a perfect vehicle option for you. For more information, follow us on Twitter at Jordan Garber Now. Here's a great little throwback interview I did in 2013 that I did with none other than former WWE star Rory McAllister. This shows from how I started with my interviews to now. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wrestling World 247. We are here with former WWE wrestler and one half of the Highlanders, Rory McAllister. How are you doing today, Rory? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing good. Um... So, what was the first feeling you had when you stepped into the Von Erich Wrestling School and the Hart School? Like, these are really well-known schools. How did you feel when you stepped in the doors? Um, <laughs> it was, uh, I was, yeah, it was a wake-up call for some part. I mean, when I was, uh, when I stepped into the Von Erich School, so it was, uh, I don't know what, it was just a bit different, man. I mean, there was a ring upstairs, and I was entertaining, but it was right above, uh, Thank you. 
That was the day of my graduation of high school. I was 17 years old and I was struggling as a podcaster as I just started out. And those were my starting days. I can certainly remember that. And I, it's good to listen to that and listen to myself now and just see how much I improved. So that was a throwback interview with none other than Rory McAllister here on Jordan Garber Now. More to come. Well, there you have it. An interview with Lumberjack Larry Woods. And a throwback interview from 2013 with former WWE star Rory McAllister. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this week's episode of Jordan Garber Now. And we will be back next Sunday at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time on anchor.fm backslash Jordan Garber. Have a great night, everybody.